DJ and PK, Hot Takes of Toast is brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury has not. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Multiple questions to ponder today. Everybody's filling out brackets. You can do it at 1280thezone.com. Loyola Chicago superfan, Sister Jean, has picked BYU to go to the Final Four, PK. Was your heart all a flutter when you heard that? My heart's always all a, always a flutter. I thought so. Sister Jean has picked BYU to the Final Four. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> BYU, the sixth seed to the Final Four. Six seeds are due. Haven't had a six seed in the Final Four in 29 years. That means nothing to me. <laughs> it really doesn't because the difference between a six and seven seed, and we've had a bunch of seven seeds in there. Long shots, six seeds and below, uh, one a year or every other year for about a decade here. And college basketball's really changed with so many leaving early, so so many players leaving early. So the teams that get old and stay old, maybe don't have the brand name, but they have a good team coached up. Your Wichita States and VCUs and Loyola Chicago's teams that have made deep runs, they haven't been seeded great. They make noise, not deep runs, noise. Make noise. I, I think that Larry Kristobiak nailed it a few years back. He said, well, you got to start it somehow. That's how they start it. But once the ball goes up in the air, it's not about your seed. It's about who plays better and as well as, well as they can in that particular game. So I'm not really interested in the seeds. The seeds add to the drama, but seeds don't determine games. Talent determines games. So BYU to the Final Four. Sister Jean, not Billy Jean, Sister Jean. Famous Jeans, ready? Go. Sister Jean. Scott says this would be huge for Catholic Mormon relations. Nice olive branch from Sister Jean. Well, I mean, this is this, this is my expertise. I mean, I, huge for Catholic Mormon Mormon relationships. I thought we had no problem with you people. Now you telling me there's something that we need to do more for you people? Because I'm willing to do it. I speak from a position of authority on this. I never played the game. We want the I would know chapel. a chip block from any block. But, you know, H&R block and a chip block mean nothing to me. They're the same thing. But my mother's sister, my aunt, spent her entire adult life as a nun. When I entered high school, she bought me a desk that I still have to this day. 23 years later, I still have that <laughs> desk. <laughs> Do the math, people. Stay with me. So I can speak to it. I thought we got. I think we get along fine with you people. Is there some we need to further it? He's not coming from a position of there's an issue, right? I mean, we love you guys. We want the Sistine Chapel. You want it? Well, we'll throw it in that. What trade is this? The DJ? NBA? Yeah, the NBA trade <laughs> deadline. What do you you want it? I'm the what, G- what are you going to trade? The Y on the mountain? What do you What do you got? We'll trade the conference center. How about that? I mean, I think we have a beautiful relationship between the two of us. So, if this helps, great. But Sister Jean, she's a nun. I know nuns. I went to school. I had Sister Mary of Perpetual Motion. She never stopped moving in the seventh grade. It was in the best shape of my life. I had nuns as teachers. And I tell you a story. I went to St. Peter's. First six years, I don't have a teacher for a nun. 
There are none for a teacher. My uh, my mother complains. Seventh and eighth grade, I get a sister both years. That's crazy. Go to Catholic school, you'd think you'd get a nun for a teacher. I didn't get it until seventh grade after my mother complained. And then in the eighth grade, for seven years, I went to the same school. and the same kids. We had two classes per, two first grade, two second grade, and on and on. And what they would do is they divided them between the smart kids and the dumb kids. Of course, I was in the dumb class. Senior in high school, government teacher says to me, what are you going to do with your future? I said, I'm going to college. He laughed. He laughed. Well, that's said, encouraging. No. Thanks. He said, no, be serious. Oh, jeez. That, that, that's a fact. That's Go to college. Brutal. Go to college. Go to Arizona State. Took a, a broadcast editing class. It's, it's so prehistoric. The, the, the whole department isn't even on campus now. It's downtown. Well, it was on campus then. And they had two studios, and you had to cut and splice the tape, put it together. The professor purposely made mistakes in broadcasting. You had to slice it, put it together. And they let you do, because studio time, you had to sign up for studio time. It was valuable. They let you go in, in twosomes, right? So me and another friend, Brian, who was obviously in the class, we did it together. The exact same thing, and then you put it on a cartridge, and then you submit it to the class. The exact same thing. I mean, literally the exact same thing. Brian got an A. I got a B minus. It was literally the exact same thing. What vibe <laughs> are you sending out? The teachers are rejecting you. <laughs> How about that? So in the eighth grade, they, they had known and we, we knew we had figured it out by then. We're in a dumb class and they're in a smart class. So we would go out uh, during lunch. We didn't have PE. But during lunch, we'd, have, we'd play sports, and we would purposely just try to kick the crap out of them. We'd play football, our class against your class, and we'd taunt them. Like, we may be stupid, but we're better athletically. I mean, this is real. I am not making this up. What kind of uh, twisted school did you go to? <laughs> At my elementary school, public school, Sunnyside Elementary in Benita, California. Hello. Teacher told me this, and I didn't know this. And I assume it was true in the previous years, but my sixth grade teacher said that they literally, there are about 90 kids per class. You had about 30 in a class. And he said they literally had a draft and teachers picked the kids they wanted. I want so-and-so. It's like a fantasy football draft, but they were drafting elementary school kids. They were drafting 11- and 12-year-olds. I assume the second- and third-grade teachers were drafting 8- and 9-year-olds. I don't know how it worked. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know they had that, a draft. Was a snake order? I, yeah, somebody popped up, and he said, and he got mad, and they were mad. And he said, hey, I wanted you kids. I literally picked you. I drafted you. And I'm in the back thinking, well, you want some of us a little more than you want others. But I didn't say anything. Just <laughs> That up. didn't come up. But I'm like, well, somebody got picked 28th. <laughs> but well, I guess you wanted it more than the other five kids that were still on the board. I think the last two uh, were Jazz fans. And they went next to last and last. That's, that's the way that worked. I mean, that's <laughs> and Rudy and Don, the Rudy and yeah. Donovan of the class. So my eighth grade year... They then they just went every other kid, so they split it up. So after going to the same kids, same seven years, then in the eighth grade, I only had half of them because they just started at A and just went right down to Z and just made every other one. So, uh, was, uh, so you know, 
I know what about what it's like to be a Catholic. And Sister Jean is picking BYU. And Andy Katz interviewed her. Hard hitting. Way to go. <laughs> I thought I was watching the late night talk shows. <laughs> now that we've had the presidential change. <laughs> I'm going to grill the 101-year-old sister now on her NCAA picks. <laughs> Well, I, I just, oh, I kept them in the Elite Eight. Oh, and then I just, for the Final Four, I just have Gonzaga, BYU, Baylor, and West Virginia. How about that? All right, there it is. BYU to the Final Four. That would be absolutely awesome. Going to be the Cinderella this year. Uh, Move over, George Mason. Would that be a Cinderella? A uh, succeed. Oh, you and your freaking seeds again. Yes. <laughs> she goes on to say she doesn't pay attention to the numbers. That's why she she doesn't go by right. seeds. You and your the seeds. Who cares what the seeds are? Uh, and I get it if you're a 14, a 15, a 16, and you're playing these rinky-dink conferences that you get the automatic bid and you're just happy to be there. That's outrageous. But people are just not happy to be there. I mean, that, that, yeah, but will they be happy to be there if they get to a Sweet 16? They'll be happy to. They're be not going to be happy to be there when they walk out there for the first game. Sixteen, Elite Eight. You'll be happy to be there every place, but that doesn't mean you're satisfied if that's what you're asking. Well, we'll see if they get there. But I think that's the that's the risk when you're when you're BYU and you don't have a history of going to Sweet 16s. Be a huge now. You know, if you're not coming back to campus and getting all the pats on the back, and they won't be this year because they'll all just be staying in Indiana. In Indiana, well, it'd be a run that would have them facing off against Gonzaga in the Final Four. So, around four against the Bulldogs, the first Final Four in school history. You'd be happy to be there. <laughs> well, I mean, they made they made massive improvement from games uh, it's, it's, one and two to three. It's a good point. Play yeah, Gonzaga. Just making How the, about it. Making the Final Four would be incredible, yes. It always is. It doesn't, it's not going to be any less incredible for Gonzaga. It's not like they have a string of Final Fours. <laughs> How many, PK? Count them up. Yeah, that would obviously be one. And there it is. Yeah. So, of course, making every step you take is something to celebrate. But it doesn't mean you have to be satisfied with it. I mean, BYU, you got to give Pope credit as far as what he's decided to do immediately is get old and stay old. He's two for two in that category. I don't think there's any question about that. So with that in mind, you know, you have some level of maturity. I mean, just listening to Harm's talk on Sunday, he felt like you were talking to a 35-year-old guy about what he was uh, interested in and what he wanted to see happen. And Barcelo, yeah, these kids have been around a block. That's the great thing about bringing in these older guys is that they have a lot of perspective, and their perspective has changed. And their perspective at this point is about winning. You know, and we've talked for years about how Dave Rose lost what he called the program players because their perspective really wasn't about winning. Their perspective was about, you know, where's mine? You know, Gordon Hayward types. You know, Hayward wanted to shoot more. Let's just call it like it is. He wanted to be – more of the offense. He wasn't. He was getting thirty some million dollars a year to play friggin' basketball, and he clearly wasn't happy in Boston. So he wanted more, and he got more. 
Now, the team isn't any better. They're about the same. But I assume he's happier because he's jacking up more shots. Right? That's what he wants. He's still obscenely rich and will always be. And Charlie and Bernie and, and the kids there, good for them. They'll they'll have that privilege that I, I'm supposed to have myself. But they'll have it. Uh, and good for them. Well, you get these fifth-year seniors and these guys that Pope has brought in, you can tell they're about winning. And doesn't everything else is all secondary. And that's a great position to be in. So I think that's one of the advantages of what Pope is doing as far as getting old and staying old is that you can see it's all about what we can do, what I can do to help this team win. And maybe that can carry them a little bit more than their seed would indicate. The great thing about it is they'll have the opportunity. Question of the day. It's up at Facebook. BYU to the Final Four. Sister Jean picked him. Do you believe in miracles? Mark says, I guess we'll find out if Austin Collie is right when he said magic happens. He was right. He, he was wants- speaking from the past tense. He wants, future. he wants Final Four magic happens to prove the point. Rick says, what's a Sister Jean? Come on, Rick. You know who Sister Jean is. That would be who's a Sister Jean. Brooks says, I believe in Sis Jean. And it's not Sis Jean. That's all disrespectful to nuns. It's Sister Jean. My aunt was Sister Marie to the world. To me, she was Aunt Marie. Great lady. She taught uh, the Four Seasons children. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. You're just so good to be true. Have you heard of them? I have. They are North Jersey's finest. And they were the precursor to Springsteen and Bon Jovi and, and Dana Owens, Queen Latifah from Newark. All those great musical artists that have come out of my home state. She taught their kids. They sent their kids to her school. Uh, great, great lady. A mentor in my life. And that's who Sister Jean has become. It's who is, would you rather be Sister Jean or Sister Golden Hair? <laughs> Bart tweets at us, that isn't going to happen. Oh, Bart. Bart is always a... Bart, Raider on. Bart, raining on the parade before the parade even starts. <laughs> Ray says, yeah, but that'd be a bigger miracle than Moses parting the Red Sea. That being said, hashtag go Cougs. It's a BYU fan who just isn't going to get his hopes up. He's not going to so get his wrong. hopes up. He's be wrong. Moses didn't part the Red Sea. God parted the Red Sea. Moses had the faith, but Moses didn't do it. Josh says even God would laugh when he saw that on the list of miracles he had to perform. Oh, I like how people talk for God. I knew you That's would. That's one thing I've never done. I've never talked for God. Mikey, uh, Mikey Scotty Toddy, says last year's team might have sniffed an Elite Eight appearance. This year's team will squeak by the first round and get dismantled in the second round. I hope I'm wrong. Go local teams. Rooting for all of you. Well, it's both of them, but uh, rather than all of you. Uh, dismantled in the second round. 
So if I think they win a first round game, are they, are they calling it the first round or the second round now? I mean, they changed that. Tonight round. is the first four. Saturday will be the first round. Okay, that's things I think that's what they should do. Uh, if they win a first round game, I don't see them getting dismantled in the second round. They very well could lose, but there's obviously a difference between losing and being dismantled, right? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, is Texas going to beat them by 20? I mean, I assume that's they get the Texas Abilene Christian winner. I don't think anyone assumes Abilene Christian is going to be dismantling anybody in the second round. Abilene is Christian's the best three-point shooting team in the country. Is Texas going to blow them off the floor? Or is Abilene Christian going to just annihilate people a barrage of threes and just, hello, Sweet 16, we're Abilene Christian and we're here for the first time? Yeah, that would, that would be way more of a Cinderella, obviously, than the Cougars would be if they managed to get to however far they go. See, the, the thing about it is I don't think they view themselves as a Cinderella. That, that's a great start. If you don't think so, that's why I said Pope when you were joking about getting out the tape measure. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing that you do because that indicates that, wow, we have got uh, just a crazy task here. We really are this prohibitive underdogs. I don't think they view themselves that way. I mean, you got a Harms kid who's played in the Sweet 16 and yep. Elite Eight at Purdue, and Barcelo goes to Arizona. Arizona right now isn't what they've what, what they've been, but they have been. When he went there, they were making regular appearances. So I don't think those guys have that mindset of you know just happy to be here type thing. They're not playing in the first four game. They're waiting for somebody coming out of the first four game. So you would think they'd have the attitude you're talking about. Yeah. Bring it on. Let's go. I think they do. And they've got a guy like Harms in the locker room. He was he was very definitive when they put him in front of the camera after the selection show. You know, about the desperation you have to play for. Absolutely. If you don't win, the season is over. And his what he said was, but I think even more so, it was the tone. Yeah, you know, it was a great like, interview. I've been there. Listen to me, all of you who are wide-eyed and like, I've always wanted to play in the tournament. This is what it's like. I've played in it. Here's As I how said, it, I felt like I was listening to is. a 35-year-old yeah. man. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very pointed. All right, let's go to the phones, 855-340-ZONE. Matt is checking in. Is this Catholic, Matt? No. Oh, okay. All right, I thought we were, thought we were getting a sports radio legend checking in again here. What do you got for us, Matt? Yeah, so I actually I have no clue who Sister Jean is. Um, don't really care what she says, but I have BYU going to the Elite Eight. It's going to be crazy if they do. Um, I have Abilene Christian upsetting Texas. So, you know, hopefully that happens. Probably not. But if BYU went to the Final Four, all I know is I would probably black out and we don't know if I would be responsible for whatever happened after that. But um, go Cougs. See you guys later. All right. Blacked out. Black. Not responsible for whatever I do. When he said blackout, I assumed like pass out and just hit the ground, at which point I would assume yeah, you yeah, wouldn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, I but like, I suppose you could just, you know, completely lose your mind, yet stay conscious, and then, yeah, I don't know. True. Did you ever pass out? I have passed out. Yes, I have passed out. Heat exhaustion. It's Not a fun. Uh, really, really crazy, wild feeling. It really is. 
Yeah, don't ever want to do that again. <clears throat> Tipped but, over wow. on my 80-whatever-year-old aunt. <laughs> just everything was, and it was. I was I was overheated, dressed poorly. It got hot, and it had been cold, and I had on the sweater, and the room was hot, and I just tipped over sideways. What just happened? And dragged me outdoors. I thought you might tell us. Well, tell me about yours. Let's go. Yeah, it's personal. Oh, okay. No, it's just very quick. Uh, some uh, handymen were coming in, and they knocked on the door, but they opened the door, and I got up, and then I uh, I passed out over the arm of the couch, and I was getting ready to work out, and and then they brought me to, and I went. I started to go to the gym. They got in front of the door and barred me from going to the gym. <laughs> no, 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 not you, dude. <laughs> you just so, passed out. You gotta... It's not Katie bar the door. <laughs> handyman bar the door. Handyman bar the door. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. I said, no, no, I'm fine. Oh, I, I told you about my sister. That was freaking wild. Mine and mine was like I don't know, maybe maybe a minute or two. Just I got up too quick. Boom, the only time. But my did I tell you about my sister at the the Angels uh, spring training game? That, uh, if you did, I don't there. remember. Yeah, we're sitting there. It's just a few years ago. Uh, sitting there, and uh, it was hot. It was because it was a uh, Final Four Saturday, so it was right towards the end of spring training. So it was, we were excited to be down there. I got some tickets, and I got uh, free tickets, used my connections, so I brought my sister and her guy. And we're sitting down left field, and she's sitting next to me. And the place is packed. It's bleacher seats, and it's just jammed, and it's hot. And she, like, leans over, and I thought she like, leaning over to tell me something. And then she falls, kind of just, just melts almost. And then she came to, and then she did it again. So she passed out again, and she starts falling. I catch her. She would have banged her head, right? I'm panicked at this point, and I yell at my wife, go get, go get help. She goes up and goes to get help. Well, they wake her up, and uh, then, I mean, she's a very proud, educated, accomplished woman. They, they, she's skinny, too. They take her up the stands. We're sitting, like, in the second row with the bleachers, and there's, like, 20 rows with an aisle. And so they got uh, two uh, EMTs. And one guy has by both feet, and the other has by both arms. And they're <laughs> she's like for she's protesting to put her down because she, and, which people think you know maybe she's drunk or something, and she wasn't. And they call the ambulance. The ambulance comes. You, you got to understand these Italian sisters of mine. I'm not getting in that ambulance. I'm fine. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Was there some and profanity I, mixed in there? Just and I got the security or the MTV, MT guy, M, M, EMT guy. You got to convince her to get to the hospital. I said, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm the young brother here. I'm the youngest." So I call my older sister and I say, "Patty, man, you got to talk to her." <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> But she did not go. We could see the ambulance came right up to the gate, because you could and you could hear it coming too. You oh know? boy! Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's looking around, and you want to like put your hands over your head, point yourself. That's for me. I passed out. I gotta go now. Right. Embarrassing. And she said, "I'm not going. I am not going. I, well, we're gonna have to ask you to leave." Okay. I'll leave. So it was like the third inning and oh, a gorgeous man. day that yeah. we had looked forward to all all winter to go. So we left. But the good thing is that we got home in time that uh, I watched Gonzaga play in the final four. I remember watching that on that Saturday. 
because I was just going to check the score on my phone. And she never went to the hospital. Never. And uh, never did go to the hospital and never fainted again. But, man, that was wild. All right. Well, Matt can't be responsible for what happens if BYU gets on a roll in this tournament. Yeah. Blacking out. I mean, obviously he was just making a point that he'd be delirious. But I think it's possible. I mean, it's a long shot. I, I agree with you on that. But I think they got a shot. If they play, if Harms is aggressive and throws down dunks and do what he can do, uh, like we were talking about the other day at Joe, when we were talking about, you know, with Rudy throwing down that dunk, that's what I want to see Harms do, man. I want to see him take no prisoners type of attitude. Well, Michigan State or UCLA to open up, probably Texas in the next round. Could be a two-seed like Alabama waiting for him, or maybe there'll be an upset. Rick Patino and Iona, baby, the 15th seed. Cinderella run. We'll see how it plays out. All starts uh, Saturday for Iona? Who's Iona got? Iona's playing Alabama. Ooh, man, Alabama. They've had a great, great season, obviously. But Iona... I don't know. I don't know how good they are. All I can say is Jeff Rulin's not walking through that door. That's old school right there. All right, DJ and PK coming up. Craig Bolojack, TV voice of the Jazz at 830. We've got a Jazz question for you on the way. Stay with us. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.